I had always thought Christianity was, you know, you don't want to go to hell. You, you So you do a bunch of good stuff with your life. And at the end, God said you did more good than bad. And he let you in heaven. You know what I'm saying? So I'm thinking I got plenty of time to get right. You know what I'm saying? No matter how hard I try. How? But no, you This is a story of Corey Paul. From the moment he opens his mouth and spits a verse, fans immediately know who he is and expect nothing but fire. For a couple of years, he made a name for himself independently. This year, he signed to Collision Records and was introduced to a whole new audience. But there are still some who are unfamiliar with him. Corey Paul was born Corey Paul Davis on March 10th, 1987, in Houston, Texas. He has two older stepbrothers and two younger brothers. He grew up in the hood of South Park and was raised primarily by his mother. His biological father was absent in his life. For the first nine years of his life, he was raised by his stepfather, a man he calls his father, and a man who was addicted to crack cocaine. He got addicted to crack in the 80s when it was new you know when it was just coming out people didn't really know the the depth of it is when he started so when he met my mom you know it was about 88 and so it was manageable in the very very beginning but um by the time I, I got about you know maybe four or five you know it wasn't manageable anymore my dad he was genuinely a great man like he was an amazing Amazing man, you know what I'm saying? From, you know, just the interaction, you know, he went, you know, taught us, taught me how to shoot a jump shot and ride my bike and took us fishing. And, you know, we didn't have, you know, a baseball or, or a baseball bat. So we go to the park and play imaginary baseball and he'll have us believing, you know what I'm saying? We struck out or hit a home run, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, he was, he was really a great man when he was off of the drugs. But when he was on the drugs, then, he, you know, it, it's literal day and night. You know what I'm saying? You just, you know, you just become that drug, you know. So, um, you know, I, I remember a lot of, you know, a lot of verbal, a lot of physical abuse mentally. And, you know, it was really stressful on my mom and therefore on the household. I saw crack smoke burn my whole daddy life up so I know this is a fight, but we gon' walk out with this. He said he got a big case, stay jail, couple clad I look on dead inside the eye and then I tell him we, we can't, we, we, we don't, we, we.
His dad's addiction had progressively gotten worse. He was literally stealing food from the mouths of his children to feed his addiction. Corey can recall his mom skipping meals so that the kids could eat, or them having to make sure that they ate at their grandma's house before they went home. When he was around seven or eight, his mom had finally had enough. That's when I remember like the peak of when I was like, man, this guy really real is when um, my dad would always come in and, you know, kick the door in and 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 um, take what he wanted. You know, he, he'd take what he wanted, whether it was money or the purse or the, my mom's car or whatever to, you know, to so he can get out. It got to the point where my mom started being, you know, fearful of, you know, him really doing something, really hurting us, us being, you know, a family on the news, you know, that you see. So she got a pistol and he came in one night like he always does, you know, to, to take what he wants, you know, try to try to get money or purse or whatever. And she told him, look, man, if you come in tonight, I'm going to shoot you. You know, you come in tonight, I'm going to shoot you. And sure enough, he kicked the door in. And, I, you know, I vividly just remember hearing the, the shots, just fire, 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 the gunshots going off. And um, I remember getting up, you know what I'm saying, and going to the back door and seeing my old man laying on the ground, bleeding and yelling and the whole nine. And I remember just thinking like, Huh. This is this is getting kind of crazy. I guess you get shot sometime, you know. Like, you know, back back to the bedroom, you know, like, oh man, that's okay. So now that's like, you know, you get a you just reach a new level of normalcy each day. So like, oh, okay, like, nah, I guess that's what it is now. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, from there, you know, it, it yeah, I know it's a, from there, it's like they think that would, would be the peak, but from there it just got worse and worse and worse. And um when I was about nine, he committed suicide and he died. And I remember my mom asking me and my brother, you know, like, if we want to go to the funeral and this, that, and the third. And um, I didn't go to my father's funeral. I uh I I I don't re- I didn't I don't remember initially crying. Like when I initially heard it, I was sad and happy. You know what I'm saying? Cause it, you know, that's how our household was. So I was sad because that's my dad and I loved him and he, you know, did all this great thing, but I was happy because I'm like, man, man, maybe now we can breathe. Give me five dollars on pump A. Transmission sipping we stay. Rent a little late, we stray. Come on, made show we ate. I was about nine years old when my daddy got found. New strapped around his neck in the attic of the house. New thing that the devil was real. That's the blood congealed. He kept the weapon concealed. You swear to God, he had gills. Reptilian, cold blooded killer, and his codependent look familiar. Say it look like me. Say it look like you. If it look like a felon, then my cousin got two. My brother got one, then my partner got three. I'm trying to explain to these G's we kings. But a $10 rock turn a pretty prom queen. To a bag of dope, ain't no Martin Luther King, Lord, please. I'll bless my crown, let you see, let you see. If I don't know what my crown is, whole genealogy full of ideology. Nah, I don't know which crown which. I'm my successor, this robe or something. I'm the reason the king was murdered. I don't know if you know, but I'm the one way, way back in the church, still smelling like birth. And you say that you do, that you do. And my crown made it go, made it go. And my daddy is a king, is a king. And I'm right, I really deserve death. But the one that was murky died for me to bring a king to his knee. Hit my crown to your feet, Lord, take all that I got. You know, rock state position, face down on the ground like the law just hit that block. I'm on the ground, on the ground. Like what you're hearing so far? Check us out at testimonystories.com. That's testimonystories.com, where you can hear content for you and about you. Everyone has a testimony. Everyone has a testimony. And we want to hear yours. Tell us how God has transformed your life. 
Each month, we will select a person to highlight and interview. Find out more at TestimonyStories.com. Testimony. Testimony, where Christian hip-hop artists give you an exclusive look into their lives and their music. Take a journey into the minds of today's top Christian hip-hop artists as they open up and share about their past, their faith, and their music in ways you've never heard before. Put on your favorite pair of headphones or turn the stereo volume up and listen. Now back to Corey Paul's testimony and musician story. Like I just seen how much death we was living in, right? Gotta make a choice when your back is the wild Cause ain't got a lot, gotta eat that charge Not cost 999 every time you call Pick up, try to put them up on pile Got 10 minutes for they hang up the call Loud, I believe in your blood by the barrel So please don't cut off my dogs Oh, hell them broke loose But I'ma show you my old Jeep back with a choke train No dope game, but we blood fall Like we took it whole name in vain My end game, see me and chain Ain't been the same since sin came Won't stay the same, cause he rain Every knee fall, dice game his father hung himself in an attic. Corey was able to breathe briefly, but the absence of a male figure in his household led him to aspire to be like the men he saw every day when he stepped outside of his house. The same men who more than likely grew up without fathers as well. When Corey turned 12, he no longer was a good citizenship award-winning quiet kid with good grades. I discovered women, I discovered girls, and and lost my mind. You know what I'm saying? And uh, you know, I grew up in Houston, so every you know it was the screw culture, the screw music, syrup, pills, codeine, and slabs, and you know, switch outs and DJ screw, all that kind of stuff. And so I I wanted to be that. I wanted to embody everything my city represented on the negative side. My city represented a bunch of positive stuff, but I was I wanted to be the negative stuff. You know, I wanted to be with the dope boys was you know doing in the street and who had the slab, who had the money, who had the you know the girls, you know, where the party was, where the drinks was, where the syrup was. Like, that's what I wanted to embody that because I didn't know it then, but I was trying to, I want, I needed, I wanted to get high. You know what I'm saying? Like, not high as the sense of smoking, but like, I had lived in a slum so long, I was like, man, I need to get, I want to get out of this. You know what I'm saying? And however I can get out of this, you know, um, then that's what I'm going to do. Uh, and so, you know, I started at me and my homies started at 12, 13 years old. What people usually start when they go off to in college, like like we started when we was 12 or 13. So, you know, we started drinking. Yeah, at 12, I ain't talking about beer. I'm talking about liquor. You know what I'm saying? Bacardi, gin, that kind of stuff. At, you know, 12, 13, we started drinking. We started sipping. Um, we smoking. We partying. We going out with girls. You know what I'm saying? And the whole nine. Um, and we repping our hood, we were saying whatever. And, you know, my mom is doing the best she can. My mom's a single mother, you know what I'm saying? You know, by the time I hit teen, you know, teenage years, my cousin had went to jail. So my mom had custody of my, um, of her son who was like a six month old. So now it's me, my younger brother, who's, you know, three years younger than me. And now she got this, 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 uh, you know, this new baby, um, cause of all the stuff that happened when my dad was doing all his stuff, she had lost a job, lost a truck, you, you know, that we had. And so she tried, so she trying to figure out, you know, so at the same time, she can't be watching us every second. So that's when I started running that race, man. Uh, 
living, living like I was grown at that young, young age. His mom had lost all hope in life and was tired of running the rat race. So she decided to follow in Corey's father's footsteps and commit suicide. She packed us, uh, packed our bags up, you know, um, with some clothes. She took us to our grandma's house. This wasn't out of the norm because we always went to my grandma's house. And she dropped us off at our grandma's house. She went back home. She wrote her suicide note and she left custody to my aunt. And she remember she got some pills from a quote unquote friend of hers or whatever. Um, got some pills, went to her closet, and she was gonna take all the pills. And she says when she went to the closet and she sat down in the chair, she just started to cry. She started to cry and cry and cry and cry and cry. She started to cry. And she said, to this day, if you told, if you said I give you a million dollars to tell me how long you were in the closet, she just couldn't tell you. She had zero idea. Um, she felt like she said she felt like she was crying out everything from when she was a little girl. You know, um, she cried and cried and cried, and eventually she kind of came to from crying, and she just felt she said something then, but now she knew it was God. But she just felt something that says, you know, there's hope. Like, there's some living left in your life. There's hope, you know? And she didn't know what that hope was. She didn't know what exactly that meant. She just, when she went into the closet, she felt like she couldn't think of a good enough reason to keep living. And um, before she got out of it, she felt, you know, she heard something speak to her and say that, you know, there's, there's life left. So she got out, threw the letter away, and, and came and picked us up. No matter how hard I try, how never know your pain. I never know your shame, not like you do. I never know it all. I never know just how bad they hurt you. You'll never know my pain. You'll never know my shame. No, not like I do. You'll never know it all. You'll never know just how bad I hurt. So 98, my mama locked in the closet with her hands full. Prescription pills and her intentions is to leave custody to my auntie. But look, God speak. When we think that we so low, he won't speak to this. He sits high, but he looks slow. Next year, my mama be 56. Tears roll, I call the body. For the body, no junk, got it. Super soak him, hold him underwater. Live forever, portal to a mortal. Die daily, hurts, been escorted. Keep the crumbs, got a whole portion. Die more than Nigeria. Not Houston over retro Jordans. It all goes back to the garden. I'm trying to get high back where I came from. I was born as a king, now I live check to check. Trying to figure where my rent gon' come from. Had to get it out the slum. Work for a while, swear to my brow. Need a way out, hand on the plow. Hard to tame a line when the stomach start to growl. I can no longer play the background. Clock is ticking, time is right now. Black, white, young, or old. The devil coming for your soul. Boy, I try to do the best he can. Testimony. Testimony. Where Christian hip hop artists give you an exclusive look into their lives and their music. Take a journey into the minds of today's top Christian hip hop artists as they open up and share about their past their faith, and their music in ways you've never heard before. Put on your favorite pair of headphones or turn the stereo volume up and listen. Connect with Testimony and Musician Story through social media. Find links to our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and more at TestimonyStories.com. Yeah.
What up, what up, what up? This is Corey Paul, and you listening to Testimony, a musician story. Uh, 30 silver pieces on his team, boy. three days, build it back, build it back. My little homie riding dirty in a rental. Me and my homies, we got mud up on our hands. After years of wilding out as a young teen, one of Corey's best friends started going to church. And consistently invited him. Eventually, Corey said yes, and after a few services, agreed to meet with the pastor. And I'm thinking, you know, it's a pastor church. He finna thee, thou, though is, you know, verily, verily, you know, he finna hit me with all that. I was wrong. Couldn't have been more wrong. That the best way to put it, like that conversation that we had, me, my homie Kellen, and that pastor. The conversation we had was my first introduction to true Christianity. I had always thought. Christianity was, you know, you don't want to go to hell. You, you So you do a bunch of good stuff with your life. And at the end, God said you did more good than bad. And he let you in heaven. You know what I'm saying? So I'm thinking I got plenty of time to get right. You know what I'm saying? And I had the conversation at night with him. And he basically just, he had a conversation as a man with a young fool, with a young, you know, a young boy. Um, and so we talked about everything uh, from hip hop to culture, to sex, to drugs, to money. And he talked about it in a real way. You know, um, if I asked him, I, you know, I, I would ask him like, well, you know, is it cool for me to spend the night in my girlfriend's house? And he wouldn't hit me with, uh, the Bible says that marriage is the only da 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 da. This then the third. He wouldn't even he wouldn't even say anything out of the Bible. So he would talk to me on a real level, saying, "I mean, you tell me, you know what I'm saying? You know, usually y'all had it. You know, when y'all sitting on the couch, one red box turned into two, or one movie turned into the next movie. Then somebody get a blanket, some shoes come off, and then what happened? Well, see, that's because you setting yourself up. You know, you're not as strong as you think. If you was really that strong, you know, you would be strong enough to stop it before it starts." and you're not so i mean you can spend a night but just know each time you know you're you're get you're said you're helping the devil set you up to be defeated you know what i'm saying so it was like just having genuine conversation when i left that ihop you know i was like man if what this dude is talking about you know if this is i can get down with this type of stuff you know what i'm saying now i'm thinking simultaneously while this is happening I meet my now wife, then girlfriend. And uh, when I met her, she's a Christian. She was she was already like a for real Christian, you know. And so when I met her, you know, um, we were talking, da-da-da-da-da. And then eventually, you know, we, we got to questions, you know, about uh, future and marriage and virginity. You know, she was saying she's saving herself to marriage and this, this, that, and the third. And, you know, she believes in leadership of a man, you know, but the woman is is his equal and da-da-da-da-da. You know, she was talking about all the stuff that I had never heard come from a girl before, you know. And um, so... You know, there would be things like, uh, you know, hey, you want to go hang out at the movies tonight? She'd be like, oh, well, you can come with me to church on Sunday. So, of course, like a young boy, whatever, however I can get in. So, fine, I go to church. You know, um, hey, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to hit you up. We can talk. Oh, well, you know, this is my time where I read. You know, I read my Bible around this time, so I can't talk then. All right, I'll read it with you. You know what I'm saying? Now, at this point in time, I'm not genuinely desiring to read the Bible. But if that's what it get me on the phone with her, then cool. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then in the midst of that, she started teaching me the Bible. I started to ask genuine questions 
Uh, and it was right around the exact same time that I, you know, my partner started pulling me to church and I was talking to this pastor. And so they were like, little did I know, but the Lord was using them to like double team me. You know, this is my best friend. And now, you know, this girl who I think is just absolutely amazing, who would eventually be my wife, um, both you know, discipling me on the cool. I'm really about all of this action. My brother is really packing. My people are really trapping. These bodies is really stacking. I wish I was rapping. Speaking the truth, bury me in the booth. I'ma kill it. I pray that you feel it. I drill it like Dennis. The innocence is turning the menace. is lynching the living. It's women and children. And dealing is killing and ripping the ligaments. Enemies, enemy. Enemies, illegit. Spirit, she's sending it. Stemming from Genesis. Fresh in the spirit, man. Who not a lyricist? But it don't really matter how fly I spit. Pelican Paul, young word Smith. Guillotine to this uncircumcised Philistine. Trying to kill a king. Go kill us high. It's so raw, oh my god, it's so hard In the yard with my squad And I ain't really never have enough I ain't really never make the cut I ain't really never had it easy I ain't really never been screaming Shaman in there with my people It was just me and my brother It was just me and my mother It was just us in the house We were just head to the mouth Nothing was in our account Why? Get real real when them shots rang out At you like an IG tag No filter on that When the muscle blast First thing you see, pray it won't be your last I probably died at the top of this hill, but I'm good in my seat I'm good in these streets. I'm good in my sneakers. I'm good with my people. I probably died at the top of this hill, but I'm good with that price. I'm good with that fight. I'm good with my wife. I'm good with my life. I probably died. Testimony. Testimony. Where Christian hip hop artists give you an exclusive look into their lives and their music. Take a journey into the minds of today's top Christian hip hop artists as they open up and share about their past their faith, and their music in ways you've never heard before. Put on your favorite pair of headphones or turn the stereo volume up and listen. Everyone has a testimony and we want to hear yours. Tell us how God has transformed your life. Each month, we will select a person to highlight and interview. Find out more at TestimonyStories.com. Download the podcast of Testimony and Musician Story on iTunes. Find out how at TestimonyStories.com. A Musician's Story. You are listening to Corey Paul's Testimony and Musician Story. It's 100 in the summer, flipping Diamond and Luther. My cousin D. Brian riding strapped in Impala, packing that Ruger. No telling what they do, you. These are boys out the sewer. They done swam with the filth and the sharks and shuffled manure. I still rep where I grew up. Ain't nothing changed but my savior. What's that grace in them prayers? Got my little homie on papers. My little cousin still on lock. He got six in TDC. He caught me tripping when he saw me and Rick and on TV. He say, ain't that your partner with them dreads you be rapping with? When I get out, I'ma jump down with whatever y'all running with. I'm so sick of these cases. I got like three and ain't 21. I told him, oh yeah, and when you get out, it's going down. Still repping for the time. Posted the been the tray, clicked up with the click 12 p.m. on Sunday, and you can see it all through the week, too. Let's live our life in front of lists that they can see through. I told them I'm so inspired, nice to meet you. When you at the bottom, ain't nothing that's beneath you. So we just lift up the Lord, pray that he lift up the void. At the age of 17, Corey was introduced to the notion of hope, a hope that could only be achieved through knowing Jesus Christ. He decided to give Jesus a shot but didn't fully commit until about a year later. Back in his wildin' out youth days, Corey had started rapping. He and his cousins had a rap group and just knew they were gonna be making it rain on BET one day. 
when he got saved, he started writing positive raps. Then around 21, 22, the Lord checked him and told Corey he needed to start making music for him or else his music would not be blessed by him and it would not go anywhere. Corey has been making music for God ever since. Corey hooked up with Reconcile and formed the Frontline Movement, a movement that exists solely to reach teens and young adults that have been affected by the adversities that exist mainly in urban environments. And they also have a nonprofit that works exclusively with juveniles on probation. A few years ago, Corey Paul was introduced to his hometown rap hero and Collision Records artist, Dre Murray. The two started building, and that led to a relationship with Dre's label mate, Alex Faith. An announcement was made that Kristen Gray had left Collision Records and that Corey Paul had joined. Collision also announced that there will be a We Live as Kings 2 album. With the huge success of the first one, and with Kristen no longer being involved in this project, I asked Corey if he feels any pressure. Technically, yeah. Like, even when I first got with Collision, I was like, man, I'm so different from everybody. The way I rap, you know, how I talk, you know, with my, what I rap about, like, it's just, it's different. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, uh, yeah, technically it's pressure there. Um, but that goes, that that's like the first few seconds in the room and then I'm done with it. You know what I'm saying? Because, um, I've worked with them. I've worked with all those guys a nice amount over the past year. And, you know, truth be told, I've really seen that, like, we complement each other a lot, you know. So I don't think that we'll try to, I don't think, I matter of fact, I know we're not going to try to recreate what the first project was because you can't, you know what I'm saying? We're just going to try to make the best version of what we can right now, you know, and I feel confident that we can do that. On December 18th, Corey Paul will drop his debut Collision Records album, Today, Tomorrow, Forever. I'm a first-hand eyewitness, what addiction does to a family. Broken home, daddy gone, face-to-face talking on the phone, it's never calm. Had nappy, feet bare, nose running, mama 30, never worked a day because every month the government sent her money, she stemmed from it. Where you think she learned it? That's how her mama raised her, and we say she should know better. So the concept behind it is, uh, you know, I would, it, it's, it's a question. question is, what did you do today? That's the question. And I feel like oftentimes when we answer that question, it's not 100% of what we would have wanted to do because we always feel like we got tomorrow, right? Didn't do it today, I can do it tomorrow. Um, but today is our tomorrow. And if that's the case, ultimately that's our forever. So it's encouraging us, especially as believers, to live every day to the fullness as if you may not see a tomorrow, um, as if this day may be your forever. So in our relationships, you know, at our work, um, in our spiritual walk, to live every day as if it is your forever, because it may just be. Um, and then the second part of that that brings that home is the ability to gain or lose your forever, right? So we realize, okay, every day we're going to live it like it's our forever. And then you talk through this ability to gain and lose your forever. So we know ultimately as a believer, we're going to go on to live forever with Christ. But the way we come up is usually 
off of what we can tangibly grab, you know. So my if I was, you know, if I'm a girl, my forever may be in finding my husband. You know, as a dude, my forever may be in getting that job or getting so much money. You know, if I get that, then that's everything. That's that's life. I did it. I won. And we don't want to lose that. Uh, but as a believer, you know, your true forever is found uh, in salvation in Christ. And once you find that, you know, you can't lose that. So if I get that, so if I'm a believer and I get that, then I live every day in accordance to that. Right. So I don't say, oh, I got tomorrow. Man, I found true forever in Christ. I'm going to live every day to its fullest. And if I'm not a believer, then the idea is that I'll be striving to. I'm like, man, I can live forever every day because ultimately I am going to live forever. That should be impactful, you know, not just like, hey, well, it's just 24 hours. No, man, like it's, it's you know, it's 24 hours. My prayer is that empowers them um, to be great in the moment. I know a lot of times we don't, you know, we just don't, we don't feel like we can be great until X, Y, Z. You know, man, once I get my such and such, I'm going to be on. Soon as I get my, you know, this, that, and the third, I'm going to be on. But I want you to hear this and go, man, the time is right now. We saw the lows and the highs. Oh, we pray that we live to see forever. Thank you for listening to Testimony, a musician story. To hear this episode again, as well as past episodes, visit TestimonyStories.com. Until next time, I'm Brown Theory, the music lover constantly seeking positive music. You're gonna love